In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast, part two. Part two. Part two. So if you missed part one, we're talking about Barry Minko. He was a carpet cleaning entrepreneur. Uh, I don't even know how to say this. Like turned fraudster yes. with ties to the mob. This is real. It's real. <laughs> the only stain you can't get out. Fraud. Uh- <laughs> nice. <laughs> the stain on your character. He's like, I had a pool, y'all. I'm good. Because it's funny. I would say... If you haven't listened to part one, go listen to it now. It really is two separate stories, but you, to get the full picture, you want to know a little bit about this boy before we get into all of this. It's a lot. So to judge back it up, our, our man Barry started a carpet cleaning business, got involved with the mob, committed a bunch of fraud to fraudulently inflate the price of his stock, got caught, went to prison. So now, and this is all in like the 1980s. So now, cut to, also, by the way, he was sent, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison and served seven and a half years. So, and yes, he is a white yeah. male. So, <laughs> a, a white male who was just praying in church. So, I mean, and praying in prison. So everyone's like, oh my God, yeah. Yes. So cut to 1995, he's released from prison and he became a pastor at the church at Rocky Peak in California. And then he also wrote a book about Z Best, which was his carpet cleaning company called Clean Sweep. That's respect. I, I, I hope. Good I feel like that. Like I wonder what day in prison he thought of that. He's like, when I get out, he's like, guys, I need to be released like twenty years early. I thought of a perfect pun for my book, and they're like, well, yes. case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> He did give the proceeds of the book to his victims, though, so shouts out, I guess. I don't know if that's like shouts out or just, you know, you're paying your court-ordered restitution, but Also, then it's like, so now everyone got to buy your book to get, so you get attention, which is all the payment you probably also want. Okay, that's also true. So in 1997, while he was the pastor of a church in San Diego, this is where his second act comes in. Where you kind of, you know, when you, uh, he cleaned carpets for a while, and now I guess he wants to clean souls. So a member of his church asks him to look into a management firm in Orange County called Financial Advisory Consultants, which like that just sounds like a fake company with a name like that. hundred percent. What the fuck? Financial Advisory Consultants. We do investing LLC. Like what what is this? (laughs) So this company was promising super high returns on investments, which, you know, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So Barry did some digging. He realized that things were off. He ended up calling the feds, who discovered that the firm was actually a $300 million Ponzi scheme. So then Barry started a for-profit investigative firm called Fraud Discovery Institute, which, like, that's already a scam. I feel like if you're calling something an institute, it sounds like a government organization or a nonprofit. Yeah. But it was not that. Because, yeah, 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 when I think institute, I think, oh, there are certificates, a a bounty. Or like they're not trying to make money off me like they're a watchdog, you know. 
um, or like a nonprofit watchdog, but they weren't. Um, and he ran it out of the church offices using the church staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, I did not go to the seminary for this. <laughs> so what he did was he would look into companies and he started going after firms that sold penny stocks. Because like, remember Wolf of Wall Street, that was all the rage at this point. Ties in with our with our cryptocurrency boy we just chatted with. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So he started going after companies that sold penny stocks, but then eventually he got coverage in mainstream media outlets because if he was he was like doing all this work finding these scammy companies. At one point, sixty minutes sent him to go meet with this shady firm in Dallas and like put a hidden camera on him. This man's PR is impeccable. He's getting like TV creds left and right. Yeah, so his image is doing great. He kind of is making it as a former fraudster turned like person who's gonna investigate and uncover fraud you know what i mean so his church parishioners (laughs) this is so funny his church parishioners pooled four million dollars to get a movie about his life made and the movie was called minko and they got an all-star cast sort of for this time i guess they got ving rames james khan mark hamill and some other people in it and of course, Barry wanted to play himself. Of, of course. But he didn't. I would say the person they found to play the young him uh, was handsome. And Barry claimed that he uncovered a billion dollars worth of fraud through his work at the Fraud Discovery Institute. I mean, out of all the claims he made, kind of one of the more, you never know. All of his claims just kind of are just insane claims. But um, I don't know if this comes as a shock to any of you. Barry's motives were maybe not so noble. Because as early as 2006, Barry was shorting stock before he'd released a report about a company's practices. Um, TBT to like GameStop vibes. So for instance, he released a report accusing her Herbalife, we know them well, president of having inflated his resume and a bunch of other issues. Herbalife paid him 300K and he put out a release recanting his statements. He also made $50,000 short in Herbalife stock. So he had his plans all Damn, around. where was Bill Ackman in this? Truly. Herbalife is like, a, this stock is like a fucking cockroach. Like, people keep trying to kill it and they can't. Twinkies, cockroaches, and Herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> in February of 2007, he accused a healthcare company. <clears throat> oh, sorry, let me redo that. In February 2007, he accused a healthcare company, USANA, of operating an illegal pyramid scheme and gave reports to the SEC and FBI. Barry later admitted he was trying to short the stock so he could profit. No, duh. Uh, uh, USANA sued Barry and eventually settled for an undisclosed sum, and he had to stop trading USANA stock. Uh, Barry also had stock in almost all the companies reported on, which, while maybe not illegal, weird vibes, maybe unethical. Definitely. Definitely unethical. Like, you can't be unbiased investigating a company if you're a shareholder of that company. Now, that is very true. In 2008, he went after Lennar Corp, the third biggest home builder in the U.S. He's always loving the, like, you know, like the home, the carpet cleaning. Yeah. Sticks to what he knows, you know? (laughs) Yes. Uh, He told a judge that he initially started going after them because he wanted to help a developer in Rancho Santa Fe and keep First Pacific, his bank, from going under. And like, this is 2008, so First Pacific was dealing with a lot of real estate foreclosures because TBT economy vibe, which I feel now is just kind of like the constant economy vibe. The Rhea. The Rhea. <laughs> it's 
because there's Pink Friday and Nick Minaj is doing Pink Friday too. Everything is a circle. It's true. Also, um, who the f- I feel this should have been suspicious. Like, who the fuck wants to help their bank? True. The bank should help me from going financially yes. under. I do not need to help the bank. How do I help y'all do your, what you do best? I'm not going to go to Adele and help her sing. <laughs> Adele, you should help me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Banks are good at making people cry, though. So also that. Developer Nicholas Mash III was in lawsuits with Lennar over two developments in Rancho Santa Fe. Uh, Mash had got $7 million in loans from First Pacific, telling the bank that Lennar owed him hundreds of millions, and he'd pay the bank back as soon as the money from Lennar came through. Uh, yeah, very much like a romance scam vibe that we did a few weeks ago. Those were... Yeah, like, oh, I have this money coming in, so just front me the money and I'll pay you back when I get it. And there's no money, obviously. There's no money. I kind of... Oh, I want to do more of those ones. Those are so like, sad but interesting. But First Pacific was a tiny bank. They had like $45 million in shareholder equity. Which to us sounds big as hell, but for banks, I guess. I'm like, I'll take, like, I'll take a small fraction of I'll that. Take Twenty Thanks. bucks, <laughs> yeah. And they started getting worried they would never get that seven million dollars back, which for them was significant. So an executive at First Pacific met with Mash, who told him about Barry Minko and his sleuthing and short selling, and that he could help win a fraud case against Lennar. Minko also banked at First Pacific. So Barry uh, launched an all-out blitzkrieg approach. Shouts out to World War II. Truly. With the aim of generating so much negative publicity that it would force Lennar's hand. Oh, yeah. That is that that is that vibe. Match also paid Minkow in $75,000 installments. He published all these reports to try to make it seem like Lennar was a Ponzi scheme, engaged in RICO levels of bullying behavior. Yeah. So, like, when he went after companies... Like, they were fucked. Yeah. Lord. By the end of the day, he publishes reports on Lennar, including a YouTube video. It's <laughs> it's so bleak when, like, st- stories we start in the 80s get to modern times and, like, a YouTube video. <laughs> Lennar's stock. I will make a scathing TikTok. Uh, truly. Part one. Follow for part, part two. <laughs> 17. Uh, Lennar's stock price fell from $11-ish to $9-ish after a few weeks. And after a few weeks, it was as low as $6.55 a share. So hmm. they're seeing so like half. The in real time uh, of this all. Yeah, I mean, their stock price basically was halved. Yeah, fuck. The company lost about $75 million in stock value, $584. Oh, shit. million. Yes. Money that I can't even like process, so I don't know how to say it. Because uh, this is when we get to the point where my part one, I'm like, yeah, $25 million, you're all like, <gasps> And five hundred and eighty-four million of which is attributed directly to Minko. That's power. Woo. Uh, Lennar rebutted all Minko's claims and had him added to the defamation suit that they already filed against Marsh. In February 2009, he published a report that allowed him to short Lennar's stock. He claimed that the company would go bankrupt the next two years. It did it. In March, Minkow claimed that two of Lennar's senior executives were basically embezzling money and stashing it in the Cayman Islands and Switzerland, even though he knew that was not true. Yeet. That's not good. No. So then in December 2010, a judge issued a default judgment against Minko, which found that he lied under oath, destroyed evidence, concealed witnesses, tried to cover up his conduct, basically just was doing shady shit repeatedly. 
And it's pretty rare to get a default judgment like in this kind of case. But the judge thought that letting the case go any further would be a disservice to justice. Oh. So that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, and the judge ordered Minko to pay Leonard's attorney fees. And she called him a liar in open court. So <laughs> that is very fucking serious. That is like, also, I like that it's like, and your honor, a liar. So in March 2011, Minko agreed to plead guilty to one, one singular count of insider trading. Yeah. His lawyer said that Barry acted a little reckless, which is boy math for sure. Yeah, that's a a little, you know, he has a little fun, you know, he's harmless. That's like what's like when you go on like uh, adoption sites for rescue dogs, it's like they're a little a strong personality and I meet him and it's like the dog like bites off my finger but it's a chihuahua and I love it to death so I'm like I will take this baby and his lawyer said that Barry was taken advantage of by mesh he faced a maximum of five years in prison as much as 350,000 in fines and 550 million in restitution I'm like how is that even how he's not you can't pay that back in your lifetime legally no you can't (laughs) I would have loved he's like your honor I'm supposed to do this legally. <laughs> yeah, Your Honor, I have another scam for you. Uh, obviously, he agreed to co- cooperate with the government. Uh, they were looking into MASH. So the LA Times obtained a copy of the plea agreement in which Minko admitted to using his FDI report on Lenar at MASH's behest. According to the agreement, he offered to have Minko retract his report if Lenar paid him in cash and stock. A literally just kind of like a pay or play situation that you just can't no. fucking do. Like, And then it also said that Minko's report triggered a bear raid, which temporarily reduced the market capitalization of Lenar by $583 million. And because I was like, what the fuck is a bear raid? It's a type of stock market strategy where a trader attempts to force down the price of a stock to cover a short position. I still don't. I'm bad at business stuff, but that's what it means. So if the case had gone to trial, Barry would have had a minimum of 30 years in prison. But then I'm like, would he have? Yeah. And serve two. Um, On June 16th, a judge offered Minko to pay $584 million in damages, which is about what the company was worth um, before the bear raid. And on July 6th, it came out that officials with the Community Bible Church had accused Minko of running the FDI with church funds. And kind of like we talked about that up top, but it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, that's not like allowed, (laughs) Um, especially when you're not paying taxes, by the way, because you're a church. Yep. Um, He also applied for credit cards in the names of church members. Oh, my God. It's just the best all over again. Yeah. And he also led like led his parishioners into bad investments. So now. So now God is pissed. uh (laughs) You're like, uh uh-oh, why is it raining? (gasps) God is crying about you, Mary. With all this new info, his attorney asked for um, a new date. So his trial was uh, July 6th. And then... Yeah, it was pushed back like three weeks or so. Yeah, pushed back a couple weeks. 2011, very busy time for him. He had a pre-sentencing evaluation in May um, and was diagnosed with uh, a personality disorder with antisocial and narcissistic features, ADHD, okay, anxiety disorder, okay. So far, I'm like, this is just a hinge profile. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. You're a narcissist with ADHD. This is just a millennial's Twitter yeah. account. <laughs> yeah. Um, opioid dependence, anabolic steroid use, migraine headaches. I'm like, okay, I don't think any of these make you unfit to stay on trial. Yeah. I also like the last one, like, and headaches. I know migraines are different, but I'm like, how is that? Yeah. Your Honor, I have anxiety. Like, <laughs> fuck you. That's not, no. I self-diagnose myself on TikTok, so I don't think I'm fit to stay on trial. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me a break. He was sentenced to five years in prison. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's it. And was told at the sentencing by the judge that Barry has no moral compass that says stop. Yeah, dog. And the judge also ordered him to pay Lenar over $583 million in restitution, which was the amount that was opposed in the civil case. Um, so that's that. But that's not even fucking all. Nope. Not- and I am tired of this man. <laughs> I am t- I, 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 tired of him. I can't even imagine the judge. The judge is like, get this man out of my courtroom. <laughs> So obviously we got all the ducks in the row mainly for his uh, re-upping of scamming, frauding, et cetera. But now we have to do, as Drake would say, God's plan. Because what the church, what his church uh, attendees and co were all saying. So on June 14th, 2011, so again, all this year, very, very chaotic for him. KGTV, a San Diego uh, local news outlet, interviewed members of his former church saying that they were swindled. One lady, this is just kind of like bummer stories. Uh, one lady said that he asked her for 300000 <gasps> and said it was maybe to help him finance a movie that would be his redemption story. So You already have a movie, That's Barry. what I don't get. But also narcissists are so funny. Can you give me three hundred k Because I just need to like make a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward. January 22nd, 2014. He pled guilty to one count each of conspiracy to commit bank fraud, wire fraud, mail fraud, and to defraud the federal government. He's like, yeah, I embezzled over $3 million in donations for over a decade. And? (laughs) (laughs) And what about it? Yikes. He's like, I don't know where the question comes into play. What are you talking about? So he, like we were talking about, he opened unauthorized bank accounts uh, on the church's behalf, forged signatures, Diverted money from legitimate church accounts for his personal use and charged unauthorized personal expenses on church credit cards. He he also concealed $890,000 of income and $250,000 in taxes from the IRS. And also like two of the victims, there was like a few that spoke, but one was a widower who gave him $75,000 to fund a hospital in Sudan to honor his wife after she died of cancer. I'm just like, oh, "Oh." that's sad. And the other one, and I think it was this woman from up top, Gave him the 300K that otherwise would have gone to help raise her teenage granddaughter. So what what I am needing right now from all of you, help us track down this granddaughter. I guess maybe she might be like, or like the daughter because, huh? But also how, this is where I get confused. I'm like, how rich are you that you were going to give that to a kid or like to the parents, but also then you just gave it to a church instead. And like, how do you tell? For a movie? (laughs) how do you tell your family that you're like what uh, sorry i can't help you with college because i'm paying to like produce a movie she's like you know i love that movie theater popcorn that butter tastes different i'm sorry i don't understand so for this he also got five years in prison in april 2018 2014 the max possible sentence under his plea bargain to be served after he wrapped you know the securities fraud one on june 2nd he reached an agreement with federal 
sorry. On June 2nd, he reached an agreement with federal prosecutors that called for him to pay $3.4 million in restitution. He was released from all this June 6, 2019. So he barely served any time anywhere. Like we gotta look into him and see if he got a PPP loan. Like, oh, I don't fucking trust this. He probably freaking did. And because like he has this new Discovery Plus documentary that came out with him in 2020. So I'm sure he's getting a PPP loan to like fund some things about that. If any of you care to look into more about this man. I need to know what he's up to now because I'm sure he's not just like like he he's prob he's gotta be working on some project. Some project and uh continuing the same old tricks another book another book maybe i wonder maybe another book or i need to imagine he's youtubing so breaking news that we just discovered sarah please let the people know what's going on yeah so for for everyone who's like all right what's barry up to um he is out here you know he's on instagram his bio says unmasking financial scams and frauds educate protect empower your shield against scammers I'm like, sir, the scammer is in the room with us yeah, right now. sir. Also, the real scam is like he has 1,500 followers and a verified check. So I feel he bought that check. Also, like <laughs> he has a video editor because his fraud minute with Barry, fraud's not in a box. I mean, the man's using Canva. That is plain to see. Yeah. And it- but I'm like, this is the same thing he was doing with the Fraud Discovery Institute. Like it's literally... I don't know. I don't trust it right now. It seems like exactly the same. Of I'm going to warn you about frauds. Yeah, sir. And then it's the Spider-Man meme of the person perpetuating the fraud. Yeah, exactly. The guy in the hot dog costume like, we have to find out who did this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't trust it. I mean, he is doing some stuff about like Facebook marketplace scams. So, okay, good. Okay, that's good. I least. won't be buying a TV from him or anything like that on Facebook. So um, his tag photos, he's still working out day in, day out. Oh my God, his his personal trainer, I guess we don't have to at him, but uh, swole status. This is so funny. He will not stop. I don't even know what to say. I mean- I was going to click on his yeah. link tree, but I feel like it would like hack me, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no. I Yeah, I feel like it's it's the Fraud Discovery Institute all over again, wow. so- So I mean- <laughs> If, it's a good it's a good gig you do the crime you warn people about the crime that you do yeah he's like guys i'm actually helping everybody out here that's fucking hilarious well, okay so now i guess we'll be keeping live tabs on that instagram account yeah that's fucking funny that's hysterical <laughs> oh man this man has so many lives that's what happened. That's that's why you don't start work at fifteen. That's true. You can accomplish too much. It's too much. You have too you much guys. time on your hands. Way too much time, <laughs> and it took too much time to go through uh, this man's life story, which is still unfolding. By the way, yeah. So now, we'll, we'll, stay tuned for part three sometime down the line. <laughs> Facts. Or we just are like, you know what? Sorry, just come on the pod. Oh my god. Jk. Yeah. Always join the Facebook group, not the True Crime group, if you want to join in on just some more scammy silly fun with us every week and uh you could follow me on instagram at casual danny with a k sarah is still there are sirens surrounding her so you could follow her at sarah lamim on instagram and it's barry he sent people yeah, after uh-oh, me uh-oh it's happening <laughs> it's happening and thank you all so much for listening we'll be back next week with a new story not barry let's hope let's hope
Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send all of your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.